Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 58. We are talking about Sarah. Sarah. Yes, she's in Hebrews 11, verses 11 and 12. So closely related to Abraham Uh, from last week. We're going to jump back to Abraham next week. But I guess I'm thinking you have a question for me. I have a question for you. And feel free to to resist or or refuse to answer this question. So how would you respond if you went to the doctor for your normal checkup and the doctor told you you were pregnant? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That would be shocking. (laughs) I, uh... Yeah, I think this is what I would be speechless, like just I'm yeah, like, I was noticing how, like, <laughs> why, uh, I, we've very much moved on from that stage as we have our youngest is a freshman in high school. I'm, you know, we're looking empty nest is around the corner to, to start over besides the fact, well, how long has it been? 15 years since this body has been pregnant. I don't even know what it would do. Wow. It, that- would, it might not be pretty. Yeah. <laughs> sure it wouldn't. <laughs> I think Tanya would probably feel the same way. Um, and so, so we're not, again, we're, we're talking, why are we talking about this? Um, this, this seemingly interesting question. Well, this story that we're looking at today, um, Sarai, which is her name in this mm-hmm. story is, uh, her name is eventually changed to Sarah. Um, God tells Abraham, God tells Sarah that um, she's going to have a baby. Now, that would be normal, but but Sarah's 90 years old yeah. and Abraham is 99. And they have had no children. No children. Until she's barren. This time. She, she's barren yes. and she's now, not only was she barren, but now she's beyond childbearing years. And God gives this seemingly impossible promise Mm -hmm. that you're going to have a baby. And um, that seems impossible. Yeah. So let's, let's review the story. Okay. So I think that might, for some people who might not know this story, let's review the story a little bit. Okay. So, and you can find Sarah's story is obviously intermixed with Abraham's there in Genesis, but kind of Genesis 17 and 18 um, focuses again on Sarah in chapter 21. So, as Marvin mentioned, we do have Sarah, 90 years old, um, has never had a child, and Abraham uh, received, well, he's told by God that he will be the father of many nations. And then, specifically, they have three visitors that come to their tents. Remember, they're obeying God, following him where he is telling them to go. We talked about that at the last episode. So these three visitors stop by and they have a very specific, they say, yes, you will be the father of many nations. And Sarah, by this time next year, I think it was even, she will have a baby. And Sarah overhears this and busts out laughing. <laughs> I think I would too. I mean, if, if yes, I was it just 90 years old, I the would. most ridiculous, yeah. how, preposterous. Like how could that even, even be possible? I'm sure she was long past hoping or even remotely thinking that that could be a possibility for her. Yeah. And, and that, that is, um, and even at, and we're going to go back a little bit at, 
even at one point when God gives this command to Abram and Sarah, uh, Sarai, and said, you're going to have, um, you're going to have children. And Abraham, I, I think, failed to trust and mm-hmm. Sarai failed to trust. And at one point, Sarai said, hey, why don't you go into my my handmaid, Hagar, because I'm like, I'm, I'm not even believing that God can do something like this. So, so this is the only be, way. Yes. We've got to come up with something. Got to come up with a plan. And, 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 and again, that's typically how it goes with us, right? Yeah. That I, I'm losing patience with God to fulfill his promise. So I'm going to concoct and I'm going to come up with my own plan to help God out. And um, and so I think we see that in um, Sarai's story. But but this whole idea that that you're you're saying that I'm going to have a baby at 90 years old and Abraham at 99 I just would like, I, I don't, God, I don't know about this. And, um, and so the text says that she does laugh. So there's a laughter of incredulity. And, and, and I wonder why she laughed. Did she mm-hmm. laugh out of, you know, disbelief, um, disbelief in God or disbelief in herself? Right. Well, and I think it could be either. Yeah. You know, I mean, in Hebrews 11, it tells us, uh, that she considered him faithful, God faithful. She believed in God. And uh, that was something that struck me this time in reading the story that maybe, maybe Sarah was laughing at her own ability. You know, she knew that God can do things. He can perform miracles, but that she could be a part of that. That yeah. like, well, I can't, I don't have anything to offer here. I yeah. She didn't feel like, and that I just think that's yeah. interesting to think about. Maybe- Maybe her laughter was questioning her own ability, not who God was. Yeah. And and I and you know, and and I wonder if if there's a if there's a mixture there of yeah. um, you know, again, 90 years old, I'm wondering like how can I even number one, I've been barren all of my life, and now you're telling me that you're going to enliven my womb in order to have a baby. You know, I find that, you know. I find that pretty preposterous. I think you know, putting putting words into you know to Sarai's mouth, mm-hmm. um, and and yet God continues. He continues to affirm and reaffirm the promise that He gave Abraham when Abraham was seventy five. Yeah, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I love the fact that God. Um, recognizes our flaws and failings and he is patient with us and he comes back and he reassures us of his character. He reassures us of himself. And I think he does that with Abraham and Sarai. And eventually um, the the next year happens and Sarai is pregnant. And there's this sense of, She says, God has made me, God has brought me laughter. And Isaac's, that's the the baby that was born. They named him Isaac, means laughter. So God has brought me laughter. And uh, and I love the fact that even in our disbelief, even in our doubt, that 
that God brings us laughter, the laughter of belief, the bridge between the laughter of incredulity or laughter of disbelief and the laughter of joy is our flailing trust, our flawed trust. And God shows up and says, Carolyn, I'm going to make you laugh today. Yeah. I'm going to surprise you with some of the things that I promised long ago. Yeah. And uh, so I, I love this. This is such a great story. Yeah. And in naming him Isaac, she has that reminder every day. Yeah. You know, yeah, when she exactly. thinks of that, like, yep, it. God provided. Yep. I didn't think I could do this. I didn't think this could happen. And yet here he is bringing me joy, even in his name, that reminder. Yeah. Like nothing's too difficult for God. Nothing's beyond what he can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even in Genesis 18, verse 14, the, when she laughs, the response from one of those visitors is, is anything too hard for the Lord? Like, hold on a second. This isn't about how capable you are or what you're bringing to the table. God just wanted her. And she was a willing participant. Um, And I think as, Hebrews 11, verse 11 tells us she considered him faithful. She recognized, okay, at some point here, she, <laughs> she yeah. realized, okay, this is God at work. I, I, I've got nothing. I've got this worn yeah. out body that's not <laughs> right, designed exactly. to do like, uh, and even Paul saying in our weakness, in my weakness, he is strong. Yeah. That is, yeah. and I, and I have seen that time and time again in my own life uh, when I am just willing and step out in obedience God provides. He is there. And then, wow, do you get to see, you can't take credit for that because that's something only God could do. Absolutely. One of the things that I I love about um, this this passage and what you just mentioned is that, that God brings about his promises in any way he does he desires to bring it about so sometimes he brings about his promises through natural means Mm -hmm. so somebody shows up at your door someone um, may give you a word of encouragement or someone may bless you with something that um, that allows you to recognize that god is a god of his promises and then other times god works a miracle He, he really like in this case he works a miracle 90 and 99 respectively and God says, I am going to bring forth life out of death. And um, and so so I, I either way, whether natural or supernatural, God is behind it. Yeah. And that's what faith says, is that I am going to trust God for the natural as well as the supernatural. He is the one that is providing. And it's up to us to worship him and recognize him for bringing about his promises through any way he desires to bring it about. Yep. And I think that reminder, you hinted at it there, that out of out of death comes life. Like, yeah. it's kind of a slam on Abraham, but it's just kind of a fact. In verse 12, where he says, therefore, from one man, in fact, from one as good as dead. Like, <laughs> I just think it's kind of funny that way that's highlighted. But came offspring as numerous as the stars of the sky. Like, sorry, Abraham, you were well past your prime. From one as good as dead, and yet new life comes from that. Yeah, and and I think, uh, man, we we have seen this over and over and over again in Scripture where God brings forth life. Yep. Um, the widow at Nain. Um, God brings the son back to life. Um, we see Lazarus, God brings Lazarus back to life. He's dead. 
Um, and ultimately, we see Jesus being dead and God bringing him back to life. Mm-hmm. And and it's just a, a consistent reminder that if whatever you have considered dead, recognize the God of life, the all-powerful God can still bring life out of dead things. And um, if he did it for Abraham and Sarai, um, he can... Uh, truly do it uh, for us as well. And so, um, so I love the fact that, that, that we can trust that God still brings, you know, he still quickens or makes alive dead marriages, dead finances, dead relationships. And um, he's the one who does that. Um, He brings forth uh, life out of death. Yeah, he does. And I, and that makes me want to circle back just to that idea of waiting because That is hard when something appears to be dead and it's hard to keep praying and it's hard to keep persevering and to keep hoping. Um, I did a word study about the word waiting in the Bible at one point and it, the definition is not sitting doing nothing, but it's this idea of looking expectantly. So we see Sarah, well actually falling off the horse the one way, waiting and trying to help God's plan along by, you know, bringing Hagar along. Hey, maybe this is how God wants to expand your family, Abraham, which was not. We can also fall off the other way by doing nothing. Like if we firmly believe that God wishes, you know, um, has a, a job for us, but we're not willing to put our resume out there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, then that doesn't make any sense. So there is a looking expectantly doing our part. And, and I'm not saying that that's easy, that it is very, very hard and takes perseverance and takes gearing up. It takes sharing that load, that burden with other people in our lives who can help us remind us of what is true. Remind us of our hope. Um, but that great encouragement that out of death can come life. Yeah. And it's about us joining God in his plan um, yep. and not developing uh, developing our own plan. No matter how um, weird it seems, God invites us. Join my plan. Trust me. Um, wait on me. Actively mm-hmm. wait on me. And, um, and I will... Uh, I will ultimately bring it to pass or I will give you patience uh, to wait or I'll develop your faith as you wait. Uh, Sometimes, uh, even in uh, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, sometimes we we, we don't necessarily get all we want, all we've prayed for, but it's God using that waiting time to develop our faith, to develop us, um, developing our relationship with Him. Um, for that long obedience. And uh, so, um, so yeah, joining him in his plan, I think is really important. So what can we believe about God, ourselves and others from Sarah's story? Yeah, God, God can still um, bring, you know, life out of death and he is faithful. I know that sounds trite. I know that sounds simple. I know that we've heard that often, but God is faithful and um, he is still the God of life mm-hmm. and bringing, uh, bringing life to dead things. Yeah. Yeah. And I find great comfort in Sarah's example that she didn't do this perfectly. Yeah. 
um, I can very much relate to wanting to manipulate or move things along, whether that's my own life or someone else's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But how God used her. And I do love that, just that thought that maybe she wasn't laughing because she didn't trust God, but because she didn't believe that he could use her. Because yeah. I think we can all relate to times when we felt like we were not enough in whatever way that is. Yeah. And, and yet Sarah was all exactly what God wanted her to be. And he used her um, just as she was. Yeah. Even 90 year old dried up. Well, I guess it was Abraham who was nearly <laughs> as good as dead. I think it was both of them. I think. Okay. So. <laughs> all right. And yet God uses us just as we are. Yeah. Um, we are enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good place to end. All right. Well, thank you, friends, for joining us. Uh, encourage you to share the podcast with someone else. Uh, read over the scriptures together. Listen to this and have your own spiritual conversation. 